This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 134 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. Broadcast recently interviewed Sam Folds, who's an Anglican curate who oversees two church plants in Manchester that work in predominantly Islamic communities. In this episode of the podcast, we're bringing an excerpt from that interview where Sam talks about his experience of reaching out to Muslim communities. You can find the full notes on everything that Sam says at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 134. So here is Sam Folds. There's, there's a lot of guests that I could say in response to, to that kind of a question, a number of ways of taking it. But I think like the key thing is it's taught me to ask a lot of questions and a lot of old questions and um, questions that I maybe thought I had the answer to. Questions like, what is the gospel? What is church? And um, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going liberal right now. Um, but I'm asking questions like that in response to uh, the the interacting with with people from uh, particularly this this uh, Muslim background and uh, that our community that we're in is a, a largely uh, Islamic context at least one of the churches anyway and um, you know so at the end of my street there's a there's a mosque and if I look out the study window I can see people flooding in for prayers on Friday and throughout the week. And I see those same people come weekly, daily, routinely go into the place of worship and community. And I guess one of the questions I have when I kind of look out that window is, you know, what would it take for them to become a Christian and join our church? And I guess that initial question leads me to to three other questions that, that I might just dig into a little bit. And I think this is relevant also for, for the, the Muslim background believers that we have in the church. You know, are, are we in relationship with the, these people to, to share Jesus, particularly thinking about the people in our community? And if not, how? Second question, are we, are we offering th- these people a vision of Jesus worth living for, suffering for, losing family for? And finally, that the question, is our ch- church community one in which we'll sustain someone and, and see them flourish, having potentially lost the community? And so let me just maybe dig into some of those questions. Um, that first one about, about relationship with, with people in our community to, in order to share Jesus. Um, you know, again, with, with uh, evangelism, some, sometimes we can think so much about strategy and, and evangelistic events that we can forget the basics. You know, getting to know the people on our, in our lives, on our streets, walking in our area, and, and actually using the, the normal events of our life to get to know these people. I love Tim Chester's book, A Meal with Jesus, and he, he talks about how people often worry about mission and evangelism and uh, and, and trying to do that in their already busy lives. And he says, well, God's given you three opportunities a day, seven days a week to do mission and evangelism. And that's over your meal table. And so, you know, we are in, in our family, we have lunch times where we have groups of people over for lunch from the local community, including uh, our Muslim friends. 
And in the summer, we're really looking forward actually to opening up the garden and, and having picnics and, and inviting passerbys to, to join us there. And so that first question of relationship, you know, gets to know the people in our area, inviting them into our life and our homes and our dinner tables. And never underestimating that power of being out and about. Um, and, and the second question around around what our gospel is, and you know, is our vision of Jesus that we're holding forth in the gospel something worth living for, worth suffering for, worth being rejected for, worth dying for in some instances? Because that's been the case uh, for some of uh, uh, our friends at church uh, who, who were Muslims, who've become Christians, that actually saying yes to Jesus meant saying no to home, to family, to jobs, to security. And so, you know, a question we're asking the church is how big is our vision of Jesus uh, and, and, uh, and that, that vision of Jesus that we're holding forth to people in our community? You know, I asked my church uh, the other day, if Jesus didn't exist tomorrow, how would that change your life day to day? And I know People are probably uh, shouting at the screen. That question has severe problems because if Jesus didn't exist, the universe wouldn't exist. I know that. But the point being, you know, how much does Jesus impact our day-to-day life and thinking? Would, would uh, not being a Christian change the way that we shower or make coffee or wash the dishes or drive uh, and all those things? Do we have a vision of Jesus that infiltrates our, the whole of our life? And is it coming from this vision of Jesus worth living for, dying for, suffering for? And so, you know, how big is the Jesus that we're offering to people? Um, you know, one of the, the guys in our church who, who work with um, uh, ex and post Muslims puts it like this. You know, when we're inviting someone to become a Christian uh, from a Muslim background, we're not saying do a SIM card switch, you know, replacing Muhammad with Jesus. We're actually inviting people to change the whole operating system. Uh, and I like that. And if I could just push that a little bit more, you know, when someone becomes a Christian from any, any background, but, but, but thinking here from a Muslim background, you know, we're not, we're not merely asking them to change their views on sex and Sundays, but, but we're calling with people to, to get in step with, with reality, to know the one who made the universe, who made them the one in whom all history is heading towards, Jesus Christ. And so we're asking that question, is our vision of Jesus big enough to be faithful to Scripture, big enough for someone for whom it might cost everything to live, suffer for? And just finally, um, a question really around what, what is church and have we got a vision of church that provides community, family and worship? Because, again, we have some post-Muslims in our congregations who've become Christians, who've lost their families on their homes for following Jesus. Are we as a church their family? Or are we as a church getting together for an hour's lecture on a Sunday and that's about it? Um, It it struck me from working with some of these Muslim, Muslim background believers that actually church to them is everything, family. How are, we, how are we doing that? Is church just that hour a week lecture? Or is it a community who's learning life from the man full of life, Jesus? In a vision of church, that's the whole of life, not just Sunday. So uh, there's lots more I could say, though, and I hope some of that makes sense. But, but just, I guess, to summarise, you know, one of the churches that, that get to know our neighbours and, and do that in ordinary ways, 
We want a vision of Jesus that's worth paying the cost for. And in many ways, people have to pay a great cost uh, of following Jesus. Um, but are we inviting people into a church family that's committed to one another in love and service throughout the whole week? Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder, you can find the full notes on everything that Sam says at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org episode 134. See you next time.